You didn't know? It's me, it's me, it's that D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James. And you're listening on the SNS Radio Network. And if you ain't down with that, I got two words for you. Suck it. Hey, this is Badass Billy Gunn. My name is Armando Alejandro Estrada. Hey, it's Road Animal. <laughs> Yo, monkeys, it's me, P-P-P, the king of bada-bing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion. And you, well, you, monkey, stay tuned or you will feel bang. I am the genius of the glory and renown, Lanny Poppins. Well, what's up, all you stars and stars? This is Mariette. This is Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michael, Mr. Hall of Fame, 2011 on SNS Radio Network. See ya! And I wouldn't want to be here. The world is listening. The following program is closed captioned for the thinking impaired. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland. And I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. to the virtual matrix. Please stand by for all the latest in professional wrestling, video gaming, movies, and entertainment with Chris Kelly of HeadlocksToHeadlines.com and the latest in video gaming with the sensational sequel. What? Yes, he's back. And here is your host, the force is strong with you. Henceforth, you shall be known as... Money on the mic, J.J. Sexy! Remember, all I'm offering is the truth. Don't 
smoke none. I hustle for my muscle and you look weak, son. Yeah, I'm going for all that I can get. Kicking it at the top because I'm too legit to quit saying. You know, the sad thing is I might legitimately be the only guy in internet radio today that literally is not too legit to quit. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Unplugged with J.J. Sexay right here on the SNS Radio Network. I'm back and in control of my show. No more Andy Knowles. It's me, the big man, the COO of the SNS Radio Network. I'm back, and I'm too legit to quit. It's true. Got a lot to talk about in a short time to do it in. Uh, tonight's show is only going to run about 90 minutes or so. Uh, unfortunately, I have to go pick up the wife from work, so we're going to be ending this thing uh, a little earlier than normal. But uh, we are going to be talking about SmackDown News of the Week, of course, with Chris Kelly of HeadlocksToHeadlines.com. The sensational sequel will be joining us in about hour number two to talk some gaming news. And I'm going to try and squeeze in some phone calls tonight and maybe some emails so that being said, let's go ahead and get things underway. No need to waste time on this shortened edition of Unplugged. So let's talk about SmackDown. I guess maybe that's the question of the night. Do you know your enemy? But before we actually uh, get down with this SmackDown recap, I want to go ahead and bring on Chris Kelly of HeadlocksToHeadlines.com. I know it's a little premature. It's a little early. He's never heard that one before. But, ladies and gentlemen, he's going to help me uh, discuss what happened on SmackDown. Unfortunately, I didn't get to see all the show, uh, so he's going to fill in the blanks for me. So welcome to the program. The fucking foreign kid. That's right. The fucking foreign kid, Chris Kelly. What's going on, man? Are you sure it's not the freaking foreign kid? Are you sure this week? Uh, I'm sure because I threw the PG out the window. Sounds about right. So, if you want to jump into SmackDown and we'll go from there. Um, SmackDown starts off with Edge returning to his hometown. Edge basically put over the town and said this is where he won... His um, first inter- his first intercontinental title, and it means so much to be here. And he's not here to do any cheap plug, which is surprising because you think he would plug Haven, but he didn't. Um, just as Edge gets towards the end of his promo, out comes Cody Rhodes, and um, Cody Rhodes was like, "Okay, you are the the ultimate um, ultimate opportunist, and you didn't plug your own show. Fair enough." So basically, Cody Rhodes goes into a big old promo about. Uh, about how, um, if you look back to WrestleMania, Edge was the champion and Cody Rhodes 
was kind of doing nothing, go, go for eight months and it's vice versa and how Edge is, na- Edge is now a quote-unquote tragedy and um, Edge basically says we're all thinking that if, if Cleo's up, we all will go to sleep in the middle of the ring. And it was announced that, that late night, Edge would be hosting the cutting edge between Mark Henry, Randy Orton. Good segment, went a bit long, but you know, it did what it, it was meant to do, right? Now, uh, now, hold on a second. I was reading uh, from the spoilers because, again, I, I missed about the first hour. According to what I'm reading, Edge had some pretty good uh, good lines in this opening promo. The fact that he said he misses that in real life when he walks into a room, yeah. there's no theme music, there's no pyro. Um, I mean, yeah, in professional wrestling, that's just something that, you know, is a given. And uh, it's true. it would be nice if you could walk through the room and your entrance music hit, but, you know, it just doesn't happen. <laughs> that would be pretty epic. Um, next up, we had Daniel Bryan versus Sin Cara. Go back and forth match. Um, well, now, the, hold, hold on. I think you're getting ahead of yourself. Didn't I, Ted DiBiase actually attack oh, Cody you, Rhodes? You're right. You are right. You are right. So, yes. Uh, after Ed's left, Ted uh, Cody Rhodes go down the ringside to give people bags and someone, someone who was already wearing a bag. Um, punches Cody in the face, and it's Ted DiBiase, and take off a pretty decent face pop, which I'm pretty sure you said that. Hey, you said for a while that, that he would make a fantastic face. I did, I so, did. And you know uh, what? You know what bothers me more than anything is that the WWE right now is in a PG uh, era. You know, I mean, obviously with with uh, the misses, you know, Linda McMahon running for Senate again in the very near future. That's not going to change. But you know, this is a perfect time to. Give Ted DiBiase a brand new gimmick. And, you know, when you think about all the stuff with Cody Rhodes where he's bringing out the bags and he's putting it on people, I mean, you know, Ted could be the biggest face in the company. You could really go somewhere with it. He could do ads for Trojan, you know, do PSAs, bag it before you tag it. I mean, things could be great, Crelly. It is true, but it looks like they finally got him into a gimmick where he can actually fry. I mean, look back at the last few, like last, what, last year? He's gone so far under the map, it's, it's unbelievable. This is kind of, in my opinion, a last-ditch effort. And it's working. Because he's finally over as a face, and as you say, and basically as, as everyone else thinks, he's finally got that bit, that face role that he deserved ever since they broke up Legacy. And the question is, will he win the belt at Night Champions? I think it's too early. I think it's too early to, to give him the belt. Maybe, maybe, maybe at the next pay-per-view, but I think it's a bit too early to give him the belt. Uh, this Sunday at Knife Champions. I agree. I agree. So next up, as I kind of said a minute ago, Daniel Bryan versus Dinkara. We had everyone's favorite mood lighting back. Um, like I said, good, good back and forth match. Match actually ends when Dinkara puts Daniel Bryan in the tree of woe and basically beats the crap out of him for, for the ref to, uh, to get the DQ. Uh, during the beatdown, Dinkara's music plays again and outruns Dinkara, real guy. So we have a stay st- down between Sinkara A, Sinkara B, and the fans seem to recognise that that the guy that runs out is the real Sinkara because, of course, the real Sinkara is a bit shorter and slimmer than the fake Sinkara. Which you can't like. You, it is it's quite obvious when they're when when they're face to face, but not as obvious as when they're not face to face. But it might there is quite there is another way to tell the difference between Sinkara A and Sinkara B. The real Sinkara takes so much longer to jump into the ring. He, he, he spends longer pointing at the trampoline 
I'm not right. sure what it's net for. But um, Sinkara B also is the one that's like jumping around and more uh, happy to be there. But how how do you think how do you think that they will pull this off? I mean, will one of them change color? So one's red. You know, I, I think I saw something about that the other day that the uh, the original Sinkara is going to be wearing like blue and white. There was a I believe an article on the SNS Facebook page. Mm. So yeah, I think that's that's what they're going to do. But uh, you know, and I think I said this on Monday night, or well, not this Monday night, but uh, you know, in the past on Wrestling News Live, you know, I almost feel like uh, you know they should when this feud happens, uh, whichever pay per view they decide to air this on or whatever SmackDown, they should really have uh, Eminem's you know the real Slim Shady song. You know, it's like uh, you know, will the Wilson Cara please stand up? You know. Uh, just, I don't know. I mean, are they going to transition this into a feud? Is it going to end up being uh, the Sin Caras as a tag team? I mean, it could be like the Conquistadors, you know, with Edge and Christian. Um, I, who knows? I, I, see, I think they, that secretly, at, the, at WWE HQ, they have Sin Cara clones, right? So when one Sin Cara botches, they get rid of it and bring in a brand new Sin Cara clone. That's my conspiracy theory right there. Not true, but hey, it's funny. Uh, what do we have next? Um, they show footage of Mark Henry taking on from last week. Uh, in my opinion, they're, they're doing a fantastic job of pushing Henry as this big, big arse hill. And he deserves it. He's, what, he, he's been, what, 15 years? Yes. So he's finally getting that push that, that he deserves. In the back, we see Tay Long and form Black Riders to go and form um, Mark Henry and, and Randy Orton, that there would be no t- no like physical contact between the cut and edge. In walks the chick from NXT, um, and she's uh, you know, she bends over Tay Long. That's what I'm gonna say about that. And um, Trish walks in. Trish really doesn't do much. Uh, I'm not quite sure why she was there, to be honest. But she she was there. I'm, I'm getting for a cheap pop. She Who was knows? there to promote yoga. Yeah, but she didn't really say like she uh, she didn't really promote that at all. I mean, it was only when later on when Christian goes, Trish, you're only here when you want to uh, promote stuff that was actually brought up. So, so what do we have next? Next up, we have AJ Lee versus Kate. Uh, no, sorry, with Caitlin taking on Beth Phoenix versus Natalia. This is a pretty quick Eva's match, as you can kind of expect nowadays with Beth winning via the Grand Slam. Now, here's the question. You know that WWE likes to screw people in their hometown. Will they screw Beth Phoenix and not give her the the, the uh, Divas title at Night of Champions? I would say that's you know that's a good probability. Ah, uh, which is, I mean, I I know that KK has improved a ton over the last year, but she's nowhere near the level of Beth Phoenix as a wrestler. But it is what it, it is what it is. The Barbie, the Barbie dolls are running wild, right? Uh, next wild. up, we have the Barbie dolls. About Edge Run, Christ, hold on, uh, Edge did you say the Barbie dolls are running wild? Did, did, did I you did. Literally, just say that. Yes, I did. That was quite, frankly, awesome. Can't believe you said that. <laughs> next okay. up, we had Edge and Trish talking backstage, and this is where they kind of promote the yoga. Christian walks by and says, "Hey, sorry for what happened at SummerSlam." Um, was it SummerSlam? I guess so. Um, and that 
he like I said, he's sorry for what happened, but he wants Edge to go ask Tay Long for one more match. And it's like, just stop being a little bitch and all that good stuff. Uh, Christian walks off while Edge and uh, Trish do some yoga. Uh, next up is a tag team contest. Um, Roy Barrett and Christian taking on Seamus and Justin Gabriel. Is it me or in recent weeks that, like, do you know that whole report about them trying to push the tag team division? There seem to be t- more tag team matches on SmackDown. So this time they might even be legit about pushing it. I mean, I I don't see Christian. Sorry, I, I don't see the team of Christian such a way Barrett or Seamus versus Gabriel going for the tag titles. But it's pretty nice to see some tag team matches on SmackDown, right? Yeah, you know it is. Uh, I, I thought it was interesting that when Seamus introduced his partner Justin Gabriel, that he said you know he couldn't get the axe and the smasher, no demolition. But the 450 splasher, and I was like, oh, God, please don't do this again. I mean, look, Seamus, I love you, but let's not start with the rapping or the rhyming. It just doesn't work for you. Uh, but I do like what they're doing with Seamus. You know, I, I think that he's transitioned into a baby face very well. And, you know, strangely enough, as if, you know, as if I don't get enough credit for being, you know, somewhat of a prophet on this network, I do believe I said, what, a couple of years ago, that I thought Sheamus would fit well into a, a face roll once his heel run was done. God, I hate to be right all the time. I mean, do you, like, he, like people that saw his face stuff when he was down in in FCW knew, knew that it was a face, but it was just a matter of getting him to the face stage, and they've 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 made him go from being a dominant heel to being a face. I mean, that's one thing that we can give full credit to uh, WWE for for actually doing. Something decent with one tap wrestler, but as you say, he's making a great face, and I believe, yeah, and he, I believe, he um, hit the bro kick, and then Gabriel with the four fifty splash. I'm not beautiful, quite sure beautiful what's up with splash. By hmm? the way, beautiful four fifty splash. It was a beautiful. I mean, he is the reason that that they now unbanned it because when it, at one point it was, um, it was banned due to I think it was London or was it Kidman that got it banned. Um, actually, no. Um, London, I think, did London, I don't think London did the four, did he do the 450? I thought he did the Shooting Star Press. That's what Kidman used to do. And I know that Andy Knowles has been confused lately as to, uh, he calls what Evan Bourne does, the 450. That, that is a Shooting Star Press. Yes. The Shooting Star Press was the one that, that, that was done by Kidman. Yes. I think, I think it was Psychosis or Huna Guerrero or Guerrero. I think think it was, it was the Juice, Hoovy. Yes, because so, he was fucking people up. Good old guy. Because like, did he did he do a four a four fifty splash from like the the middle rope to the outside and it hurt someone? That's why I think it got banned. I think so. But, yeah, yeah. So next up we have the Great Carly versus Heath Slater. Um, it was what it is. Well, hold on. Um, let, let, let me just say this. Does anybody else? I mean, you know, especially me being from the Southern United States. Did anybody else kind of think that maybe the WWE kind of ripped off flirting with disaster? You know, I mean that that's that was the name of a song. I can't remember the name of the group, but there's a there's a song called Flirting with Disaster. And I swear to God, Heath Slater's music sounds just like that. And you know, they're oh, he's the southern one man rock band. It you know, it just it just doesn't work. I, I don't know. It, it just doesn't work for me. You know, Jinder Mahal 
and Great Kali had promised in the beginning. And this has gone on and on. And now we've got them embroiled into a feud before they ever really got off the ground. It's sad, really. Uh, you know, this match happened. Jinder Mahal interfered. And then Great Khali beat down both Jinder Mahal and the one-man rock band, Heath Slater. Woohoo! I think the problem with Slater is that he, he just doesn't yet have enough credibility to be a single visitor. He was only good in a group, Nexus and Core. He just has no visual or kind of grab to him, if, if, if you know what I mean. Well, he looks more like a jobber than a wrestler. Well, well, exactly. And I think that's the role that we're going to see for Heath Slater uh, for a while now. I think that he is going to be that guy on the SmackDown roster that when you see him come out, you know that one thing is going to happen. He's going to hit the finish, only his finish is lying flat on his back looking at the ring lights. He has become SmackDown's resident jobber. And, you know, thank God it's not Chavo anymore. Now it's Heath Slater. True that. Um, so next up, we have R-Truth coming out to his new song, You Suck, which is pretty funny. I mean, it basically is his face song, but turned into You Suck to What's Up. And Don't forget the I assist like with The Miz. Yes, yes with The Miz. Good, good song. Um, so next, so we, we have Air Boom, which name sucks in my opinion. This is Truth and The Miz. Um... Ending comes when Bourne goes for the four, no, sorry, for, for, sorry, for the shooting star press and the feet, truth with the chop block and the pay diet. <laughs> Winners are, oh, sorry, sorry, winner are truth. And normally the general idea in wrestling is if you go over on the go home show, you don't go, you don't go over on a pay per view. So I'm thinking that they won't give truth and Miz the uh, title well, at our champions. We'll see. They might try to swerve us, but you know, I'm not a big fan of the Air Boom name either, but I do, I do find it funny, Crelly, that if they would have kept Kofi Kingston a Jamaican instead of from South Africa, maybe we could have had Jamaican me high. <laughs> that, but that, that's no PG. That's true. It's not PG, but it would be a much better name than Air Boom, Jamaican me high. In fact, you know what? Fuck it. I am officially calling them Jamaican me high. I don't care if it's PC, if it's right. They are from now on known as Jamaican Mihai. Pretty awesome. So, like this Sunday, we got we have the awesome conspiracy or whatever they're called, and Jamaican Mihai tag team match. Should be a good match. Um, that's going to be twi- up, that, that's going to be trending on Twitter later. I think. We, I I can try. Um, so next up, we have the, the kind of the final uh, segment. Edge comes back out, Pyro and all says that says that earlier uh, C- Cody Rhodes kind of was true. The fact that he was kind of just ki- like kissing up to the fans, and he explains why he, he kissed up his fans because this is where he won his first WWE title because he was in the crowd when he saw the Ultimate Warrior versus Hogan, and basically this city means a lot to him. Brings out Henry and um, Orton, reminds them that there's a no contact order in this segment. Um, it, it was an okay segment. Um, so in my opinion, Mark Henry is someone that should just kick your ass and not speak. Because I, I, I do feel pretty sleepy when Mark Henry gets in the microphone. 
You know uh, what, though? I, I mean, I, I got to be honest, man. Uh, for a guy like Mark Henry, who has literally been in this company since 1996, and mm-hmm. who the first 10 years, it was pretty brutal. But in 2006, when they put him in a feud with The Undertaker, at that point, Henry had, you know, I thought made a pretty good transition into the role. I thought he was a pretty good worker at that point. You know, and over the years, he's gotten to the point where I think he is much better now than he ever was. And really, I think he's in the prime of his career. And, you know, normally, as we talked about with the tag team, when someone gets over on someone right before the go-home show on the pay-per-view, that's usually a dead giveaway that they're not going over at the pay-per-view. But I'm going to tell you right now, if Mark Henry does not go over at Night of Champions, it will be a travesty. It will be a crime. Because that guy, they have built him up to be such a credible threat. And with all the things they did to Randy Orton tonight, uh, with Mark Henry, the the splashes, the, the world's strongest slam a few times, I'm telling you, man, if Randy Orton overcomes the odds here, he's going to be worse than John Cena. And what do you do with Mark Henry from that point on? I mean, you know, are you going to have interference from the big show in Kane that's going to cause Mark Henry not to win the belt? I mean, that's that's a possibility, I guess. But does anybody really want to see him go into a feud with these guys without being the champion? I would much rather see, and it makes to me 100% more sense to put that belt on Mark Henry because, A, he earned it. You know, he's been one of the, the guys that's been there the longest. He finally has fit into the role that is, that is cut out for him. But if you take Randy Orton out of the world title pitcher, and then you bring back Kane in the big show. You've got two challengers back-to-back for Mark Henry, who's the heel champion, as both big show and Kane are, are, are faces. It, you take Randy Orton out of the scenario, and you've got a fresh uh, world heavyweight championship title scene. Right. And also, it, and like, I know people aren't passing this, but if need be, Orton can go feud with, with Cody Rhodes. Because then they they kind of set up a feud last week, but you know, do we? Orton is kind of the heart of SmackDown, and but like, let's say it would, it would be quite ironic considering what uh, Orton said about Mark Henry in in the interview. Well, exactly, you know, he called him the world's strongest failure, and you know, I, I really feel like Mark Henry has to get the win here to redeem himself. I mean, if, if all this buildup was for nothing and Randy Orton comes out smelling like a rose and poor Mark Henry gets to float to the top again, it just, I don't know. I mean, my pick, obviously going into Sunday, is Mark Henry. I'm going to be a little disappointed if he doesn't walk away the world heavyweight champion because, again, he earned it, and I think it's his time to have a run. Right. And... and it would also when it freshen up the the, the the whole SmackDown scene by having a heel champion instead of Orton. But I mean, I mean, think about it. Like I said, you've got Kane and the Big Show. You've also got Sheamus, who still has a score to settle with Mark Henry. So that's three consecutive months of pay per views that you could have a title match where Henry's defending against any three of those guys. Plus, you throw in Randy Orton for a rematch. That's four months with Henry as the heel champion. Yeah, and and giving the and giving him the belt would be a reward for getting over. Of course, exactly. got the prop. 
So why not why not give someone it as a reward for finally getting over in the business and drawing money? But we'll see. So at at the end of this segment, um, they square up and Ed is like, guys, let let me remind you. In this segment, there's no touching. Ed then gets out of the ring and goes, by the way, it's over. So then they have a big fight. The horse comes out, leads to Mark Henry hitting Autumn twice with the world, with, with the world Strongest Slam. And we fade to black with uh, Mark Henry holding the world title, which hopefully he will do this Sunday, Night of Champions, and become the new champion. So, all in all, it was a pretty good go-home show. I would I mean, say, you know, I'll be real honest. I did watch Raw on Monday night. <coughs> and I really felt like SmackDown was the better show as far as a go-home show. Um, now, granted, I am very interested in seeing what they're going to do with Punk and Triple H. I mean, that's that's one of the main reasons I want to see that pay-per-view. But after tonight, I really want to see Henry and Orton. You know, I mean, well, yeah. so I really felt like SmackDown delivered a home run tonight great go-home show and they've got me intrigued as to what they're going to pull out at the pay-per-view oh yeah like on raw that i mean they only really built one story at least on smackdown they've built the roads and ted, ted dibiase storyline they've got the main event they've got the tag team which is kind of on both brands there they are building more than more than one story on raw you only have really the cm punk and um hunter feud so I mean, it should be a fun pay-per-view um, with, the, with the report that they're bringing back Vincent Mann to, to TV to build up to um, Survivor Series. I wouldn't be shocked to see Triple H lose as he loses CEO, COO role. But Absolutely. Well, before we get into the news of the week, just really quick, like I said, uh, I thought this was a better show. If I had to give it a grade, I'd give it a B plus. Uh, aside from Jinder Mahal, Great Khali, and Heath Slater, uh, I thought everything else that obviously I read about and the things that I saw uh, came across pretty good. So I'm going to give it a B plus. Again, SmackDown is, is my favorite of the two shows simply because it's more wrestling-based and it's more wrestling-heavy. And I will say back to that Sin Cara segment, um, the last time I saw that much finger-pointing, I was watching a mime. <laughs> I mean, seriously. It's just like, you, you, but it's no talking. It's just pointing. Yeah, pretty much. But it, let's say it'd be, it'd be interesting to see how they actually get a feud like over. Would it be a tag team? Would they feud? Would... Be interesting. I think we're going to have a problem here. Will the real Sin Cara please stand up? Or if need if need be, they could always steal the the uh, better idea and just do um, twin magic. Not well, not really twin. It'd be mask guy magic. But you but you get the idea. Oh yeah, I get the so, idea. But with that being said, uh, let's go ahead and transition into some news of the week as I get ready to play that sounder that we all know and love for the fucking foreign kid, Chris Kelly. There we go. Now, this news here, Diddy, should make you happy. You've, you've been quite critical of the teenage product, in fact, you're on a boycott. But apparently, Hulk Hogan, as of the 9th of this, uh, sorry, as of the 29th of this month, is done with TNA Wrestling. His contract is up in October. So he announced on the show to air on the ninth, oh, no, on, on the 29th that the following week, which is what, the 5th or 6th, is that that, that, that that would be his last day within TNA Wrestling. 
and this is mean that his planned match with Sting will not be happening at Bound for Glory. Your thoughts on that? Well, let me just say this. I know this is not good for radio, but uh, I don't know if Charles Shane is in the in the chat tonight or listening to the program. But right now, I'm going to do my best Barry Horowitz impression as I take my hand and pat myself on the back because I called this shit a year and a half ago. I said when Hogan signed the contract with TNA, he wouldn't be there long. He was there to make a paycheck. I've said throughout the year that when his contract was up, he was gone. Honky Tonk Man also came out after I said that and said that he knew exclusively that Hogan was leaving TNA when his contract was up. I hate to be right all the time, people, but I told you. And don't be surprised when he shows up over at Vince McMahon territory in the WWE because he'll never go back to TNA. That's why he never promoted TNA. That's why he never did a damn thing to help them get off the ground. He shows up on American Idol wearing what? A Hulk Hogan t-shirt. Anybody else that was conscious about wanting to build awareness in the company that you work for would be wearing a TNA wrestling shirt. I'm sure if Kurt Angle showed up on that show, he'd be wearing a TNA shirt. I'm sure if anybody else in that locker room would have showed up on a, on a TV show where millions of people watch every week, they would have done something to promote the product. This is not a big surprise. Anyone who thought, oh, you thought Hogan was going to stick around. No, brother. He was there for a paycheck. And what happened since Hogan got to TNA? Now he's got micro championship wrestling. Now he's doing THQ's Saint Row the, uh, Saints Row the Third. He's got Center commercials. Hogan's yeah, a pretty, pretty much. I mean, like, like I say, he... He does very little to promote the products. Yes, whilst he's on TV, he, he, he can draw kind of, quote-unquote, their fans. But I think in the long run, if him and Bischoff do leave, I think TNA will be able to go back to their roots and push the, the young guys like they used to. I don't know, man. I think they've alienated their young guys. You know, when I'm sitting there, you know, again, I don't watch TNA Impact, but if you're tuning in and you're seeing a main event that consists of Flair and Sting... What, am I watching WCW from 15 years ago? Yeah, but bear in mind, this week and next two weeks are still under Hulk Hogan slash bit of control. Until they actually leave and, and, and until we see about a month or two of booking, we won't be sure to know that. that I mean, that, uh, I, I know for a fact that Dixie Carter is, is returning to TNA at Bound for Glory. So maybe maybe when Hulk and Bischoff go, they'll get rid of Russo. Well, here's the kicker, Crelly. Here's the kicker, and I love this. I mean, this is the ultimate kicker. You know, TNA Wrestling, you know, courtesy of the booking prowess of uh, Vince Russo or whoever else is behind the book there. Because I've heard so many rumors over the years of, oh, it's this guy, it's this guy, it's not just Vince Russo, it's this guy too. Whoever's booking that product. Let's go back and, and do a quick history lesson for TNA Wrestling. They had the main event Mafia which was this huge group that ran roughshod over every every superstar in that company. They were the heel group, and the faces never got over. Right? Remember that? Right. Then Immortal came in with the induction of Hulk Hogan to the company, and they pretty much did the same storyline as the main event Mafia. There was no ending resolution of the main event Mafia. Booker left... Didn't want to re-sign a contract. Steiner was hurt. 
everybody left. Everybody was gone except Kurt Angle. And then he comes out on Impact and says, oh, well, the main event mafia is gone, but I'm here now, and I'm siding with the faces because I was wrong. And so now you're in a situation where this big heel group that was led by Hulk Hogan are now going to go back to, to being nothing. Hey, Bubba, I guess you and Devon are going to be tagging again next month, huh? I guess that big push for Bully Ray is done. Again, you don't have a resolution for Immortal. It's just, well, they were here and now they're not. Life can go on as usual. Well, I think the idea was to have Sting versus Hogan for the control of TNA, right? But since Hogan can't, can now not even wrestle and take a bump, they actually cannot have a resolution unless they do a, what, four-on-four tag match, bound for glory? No, Hogan for the can't right bump. TNA. Hogan cannot bump, he can't do anything. And that's why I thought it was a waste of time to even go forward with this, because they knew he couldn't bump. And they look like fucking idiots once again for the 1,000th time. They've got egg on their faces. And I feel horrible for the wrestlers and the talent that bust their ass week in and week out in TNA or Impact Wrestling or whatever the fuck that company's called, that they still have to endure this bullshit. The only positive thing that may come out of bound for glory and if they don't do this they're fucking idiots but you got a guy like kurt angle running around with the tna world championship Ooh, look at me i did a breathalyzer and got a point nine that's way above the legal limit oh but then i got to the station and did a point six and then he refutes it so oh, i was fraying blah, blah 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 you got jeff hardy who's now a convicted drug felon you got all this bad publicity for tna but hey it's publicity nonetheless right but again, with Kurt Angle, and I love you, Kurt, I do. But dude, what the fuck? You're driving drunk, you're endangering people's lives, and this is the guy that they have the championship on. But I got news for you. I really think that what they're going to do is put that title belt on Bobby Roode. Well, yeah, they should. Put, put, put over some homegrown talent. And then that would allow you to that that would free up a ton of booking to have new guy, new guys to go against Bobby Roode. I mean, if need be, turn James Storm Hill, the James Storm Hill. Just have you could have a year or so of brand new booking if you just give a original the title. Right. But we'll see. What, what else do we have? Um, well, you bring up teenage bad news, and this is this is teenage formerly bad news. Matt Hardy. Yeah, another DUI this past week. Um, but he wasn't he, drunk. Uh, he was seen swerving over the road. They got pulled over. Um, and whilst he wasn't drunk, they did him for drug testing. Yeah, he, he wasn't and, drunk. And now he's going on Twitter and saying that he was framed. Ladies and gentlemen, he was framed. Matt Hardy, can you believe it? Framed for being high or being under the influence of some mind-altering drug. He was framed, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my God, I can't believe it. And it's quite bizarre. If I said to you six months ago, Jeff Hardy would be the one back on TV and Matt Hardy would, would be the one going to the, the mental home. You, you would think that I'm mental. But now Jeff looks pretty clean. I say that it's been, what, two or three weeks? And Matt's the one that's going to jail. Matt has gone off the deep end. God knows how he's still got his girl from every sky. God knows how he's still got his, 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 his insanity. But 
You know what? If she's smart, she'll leave his ass tomorrow because it's not worth the fucking hassle, you know, to be associated with a fucking doper who fucking <laughs> who can't stay behind the wheel of a car or can't get someone to call him a cab or take a taxi. He's too fucking ignorant to do something like that. No, he's got to drive under the influence. You know what? Again, to me, Matt Hardy's dead. I've said this many times before. I really hope that TNA gets their shit together when Hogan and Bischoff leave. I really do. And, you know, Matt Hardy's not with TNA anymore, but he was most recently associated with them. And kudos to them for firing him, but, hey, what a double standard they have in that company. Kurt Angle's still running around with a fucking title belt. True that, but Kurt Angle is a much bigger draw than Matt Hardy. Doesn't matter. If you have a set of rules in place or some sort of morals clause where you decided you wanted to get rid of Matt Hardy because of all the waves he was making and the stupid shit he was doing. Doesn't Kurt Angle fit in that same thing? Again, it's a double standard. Just because Kurt Angle is the biggest star in the company, you should make the example. I'm sorry. I like Kurt, but, you know, I've lost a little bit of respect for the guy. But the difference between Kurt and Matt was that Matt was suspended. Matt was already kind of on the way out. They usually, like, I had an interview with Bishop saying, basically, they, they wanted to fire him, Matt, Matt Hardy, a few months ago. But, but they didn't have a quote-unquote reason. Him getting done for, for the DUI, which is the reason that, 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 that they really needed. Yeah, but so how many Kurt, DUI? Hold on. How many DUIs has Kurt had? Three, two. Okay. So he doesn't fit that criteria? Just because he's the biggest star in the company, he doesn't fit that criteria? It's a double fucking standard. If you're going to do it to one guy, whether he's a main event guy, a mid-card guy, or he's the fucking guy that puts everybody over, you need to fucking follow through. This is why they're a joke. This is why people laugh at them. This is why well, people don't care. On the other hand, Rand, you could say that, that, that it's a double standard in WWE. Randy Orton, case in point, that 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 interview that he did, where he badmouthed the, uh, Kelly Kelly, Mark Henry, Great Kelly. If that was the mid car guy, his ass would have been fired. Did they take oh, the belt goodness. off Orton when it happened? But how did he? Got, but how did he get the belt back? He did get it back, but did they take the belt off of Orton? For there like was a month, yeah. There was backstage heat on him. He was punished for it. Three there is a difference. Uh, speaking of Kurt Angle, he's claimed that once again that he's under three-year contract, though he claimed that last year. Oh, good. Um, three more years of DUIs, ladies and gentlemen. Woohoo! It's true. It's damn true. Uh, uh, the WWE Hall of Fame, Rowdy uh, Roddy Piper, announced on Twitter a few days ago that he that he actually suffered a broken neck, and he actually wrestled, in theory, with, with a broken neck when he wrestled The Miz uh, on Raw a few months back. So... I'm pretty sure that he posted an update, of, I think it was like yesterday, saying that he's, that he's had surgery, but that sucks. I mean, Piper's a legend. We, we had him on Wrestling News Live, so let's hope that he recovers from this surgery. And uh, it, it would be cool to see Piper back on WWE TV just one more time, in my opinion. Well, you know, I'm, I'm sure we'll see Piper again. And uh, the news that I've gotten is that he's doing well. He had successful surgery, and he's on the mend, and I wish him the best. I agree with that. Uh, what else do we have? Um, apparently, there, there are talks about having Rock versus Cena. Uh, yeah, Rock and Cena be a best out of three, uh, 
uh, sorry, a bit out of free series. Um, so if it is a bit out of free series, does that mean that the Rock will go over at Mania? See, you know, and, and that's that's the question right there. Why would you have on the biggest stage of them all, WrestleMania? Why would you have the Rock go over John Cena? I mean, it would make more sense in the long run to have Cena win at Mania, have Rock win the next one, and then have John Cena win that final match where he has two to one over the Rock. I, I just, again, the whole reason Rock's coming back is to put John Cena over. So, if you're going to have Rock go over at WrestleMania. It's kind of redundant. You go back and you look at the history of Rock working WrestleMania, and he's put more people over at WrestleMania than he's won at WrestleMania. He's a guy that Vince never had a problem with helping to elevate other talent. He did it with Brock Lesnar. Um, he did it with, you know, obviously he passed the belt to Stone Cold a few times at WrestleMania. So, again, The Rock is a guy that has no problems putting somebody over. And I think, again... That's the reason he's going in here. So, to me, it's kind of a waste of time to put Rock over at WrestleMania. I know there's a lot of Rock fans that are like, what are you talking about? How could you even say that? Look, I'm not a big Cena fan, and I agree. I'd rather see The Rock go over at WrestleMania. But the whole purpose of him coming back is not because he wants to get back in the ring full time. It's to put the guy over. And what better way to do it than at WrestleMania? So, I really think if they were going to have a three-match series, it should start at Survivor Series, and it should end at WrestleMania. Yeah, but they will, but they unfortunately they already announced that it's going to happen at, at Mania. So they they have been booked in the corner there. Um, now I want to get your thoughts on a, on the fact that um, the Rock will the Rock will be quote unquote teaming with Cena at Survivor Series. I mean, who will they, who who will they face? I mean, will 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 they become tag team champions? Who who will they face at Survivor Series? Well, I, I from what I understand, it's going to be a traditional five on five match. So it would be like Rock versus Cena, is what I'm thinking. Well, on the post of that, because um, I the, the Rock put it on Facebook. Uh, let, let, let me quickly put it up. It, it says, yeah, the poster says. Um, the Rock and Cena join forces, N never, n never before, never again. So they join forces. So I, uh, that, the, 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 does that mean together? I don't know, man. I, I, that's, it's got me bewildered. I, I will say one thing about WWE booking: uh, they have got me, um, they've got me intrigued. I mean, how crazy would it be for them, like for example, to win? To, to win the titles, considering the Rock, the Rock won't be there until Mania again. But see, I hope that's not the case because I'm sick of seeing two main event guys thrown together and holding the tag belts. I think that's ridiculous. It's redonkulous, if you will. Yeah, plus, uh, I mean, we, we've seen it before. We've seen it with Cena versus and, um, HBK. So let's, let's hope that doesn't happen. Um, what else do we have? Apparently, WWE have signed uh, Clo uh, Claudio Castagnoli from Ring of Honor. Um, he's he, he, he now gone down to XW. Um, not quite sure the update regarding Quitero, 
But it was it was expected that they would be coming into tag team, but right now only Claudio's been signed, so in, in my opinion that's a pretty decent signing for them. Um, I mean, I got one last bit of news, and it's more to do with the, like the female wrestling, and it's that uh, that PW, P, P, PWI have announced their top um, uh, 50 women of the of this year. Um, Number one is actually Madison Eagle. Number two is a former guest on the network, uh, Mercedes Martinez. Number three, Mickey James. Four, Natalia. Five, five, five is Madison Rain, which I'm kind of, kind of surprised about because she's done nothing this, this year. Number six, Chili uh, de Melissa, Beth Phoenix, Tara, Mischief, and Sarah Del, 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 Del Rey. I mean, but the whole list is, is, is in headlocks. So I don't really want to sit here for like 10 minutes to be out, but... Yeah, we don't have that much time, Curly. Yeah, plus we, we're, we're kind of limited. So, yeah, that's, that's all the wrestling news for this week. I don't know if you have any more. No, man, I think that's pretty much going to do it uh, for the news of the week. But, uh, you know, just some interesting stories. I, I couldn't believe reading the Hogan article. I was like, yeah, well, he's been calling that one for a while. <sighs> pretty much. Anybody I mean, surprised, it, really? I mean, really? It does kind of screw over TNA in terms, in terms of booking. Just a bit. But bear in mind, Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan's always about the money, brother. It's always about the Hulkster, brother. But hey, on the plus side, at least there's not going to be a Sting Hulk Hogan match at Bound for Glory. Which means well, now the pins won't be a sponsor. Damn it! Well, that sucks now because that means that Hulk Hogan's been has been removed from the VIP meet and greet that, that, that I'm going to. Oh, no. Yeah. However will you do, however will you live, Crelly? I wanted to get a Hulk Hogan like Lionel going, you're listening to the SNS with, with, with my favorite fan, JJ Sexy. Yeah. That, yeah. that was a fan. Glad you missed that one, buddy. <laughs> I tell you what, man, stick around. We're going to take our first commercial break, or our only commercial break of the night, rather. And uh, come back and, and talk with the sensational sequel for some gaming news. So stay tuned for more right here on Unplugged, exclusively on the SNS Radio Network. Guys, we'll be right back right after this. No. Let's do this again. Firebreaker! Original KID started in 91 in the state of NC. In the place to be, your boy paid his dues. When Hell's a Vase's spot, all the marks are through. Vertebreaker, we'll break your spine. Vertebreaker, does the trick every time. Vertebreaker, we'll slap your face. Vertebreaker. Uh, you knew me as Sugar Shane, you may have known me as the Hurricane, but this is the Shane event, Shane Helm, and you're listening to Unplugged on the SNS Network.
Hey guys, it's Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ, all caps sexy of the SNS Radio Network. If you're looking for the latest news in professional wrestling and, of course, some of the best columns on the World Wide Web today, visit headlocks2headlines.com. That's headlocks, the number two, headlines.com. It's the official news site of the SNS Radio Network. You should make it your official news site as well. Once again, www.headlocks2headlines.com. You know, in the world of pro wrestling radio, there's always someone out there who will always try to get under your skin. I want to really drive Andy to the point where he wants to choke me out. Because I'm going to drive him right off the edge of the cliff. They'll always try, but in the end, it always comes down to the truth. That moment when uh, Silent Rage blows a gasket, this match is over. You know, I'm really just a nice guy at heart, but... Don't piss me off, okay? I mean, come on. The truth is going to hurt someone. Catch your weekly search for the truth right here on the Pro Wrestling Rewind every Wednesday night, 9 o'clock Eastern, exclusively on the SNS Radio Network. Music that's on the cutting edge of fashion until ordinary people start listening to it. Radio Broker. Uh, there's never anything good on the radio here in Liberty City. It is me, Nico Bellick from Grand Theft Auto 4. And when I'm driving around, usually bailing my cousin out of trouble, unfortunately, I don't have access to the SNS radio network. But you do. Tune in to www.snsradionetwork.com to listen to all the great programming like Sunday Night Showdown covering pay-per-views Wrestling News Live with the Trade Dog and JJ Sexy The Pro Wrestling Rewind with The Power and the Nose and of course Unplugged with JJ Sexy where he talks about movies and video games and don't forget the podcast like Beyond the Bell What Would Fans Do and The Elite Force Podcast Once again the SNS Radio Network is located at www.snsradionetwork.com And if you don't listen, maybe me and cousin have to pay you a visit. Gotta go, gotta bail cousin out of trouble again. gentlemen it's time for wrestling radio tips on how to host your very own wrestling radio show wrestling radio tip 101 take listener phone calls here's how it works you set up a phone line and when a listener calls in you answer just like this all right let's let's go back to the phone lines welcome to wrestling news live who's this what welcome to wrestling news live who's this what welcome to wrestling news live who's this okay <laughs> I, I don't really follow Hulk Hogan because I, I just kind of find him up to be a, a washed-up douchebag. Skeet, 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 skeet! Yeah! 
It's 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 been booming in the warehouse with with Sincata just starting in WWE. The t-shirts and the masks have been up in the sky. Of, you know, so your tennis shoes are in the side. I told Julio to hold up on them. All they have to wait for the shoelaces to come in in the bottom sole. What? 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 Okay. Well, what you gonna do, brother? Well, I just take off my shirt. Yeah. Say my prayers. Eat my vitamins. Yeah. Say no to the holy God. And I'm gonna go after you, brother. Yeah. Yeah. What you gonna do when the two-inch pythons run wild on you? <laughs> Bye, little. His charm is so contagious, vaccines have been created for it. Years ago, he built a city out of blocks. Today, over 600,000 people live and work there. He is the only man to ever ace a Rorschach test. Every time he goes for a swim, dolphins appear. Alien abductors have asked him to probe them. If he were to give you directions, you'd never get lost, and you'd arrive at least five minutes early. His legend precedes him, the way lightning precedes thunder. He is... JJ ...the most interesting man in the world. I don't always drink beer, but when I do, I listen to Wrestling News Live. Stay thirsty, my friends. Stay thirsty. story has a beginning. He is a man of destiny. Every superstar has an evolution. The youngest world champion in history. And every champion never settles. Just not good enough to beat me. Always primed. Randy Orton is always in control. Ready to strike. Orton is getting to that place, that gear that only Randy Orton has. Reborn with each challenge. Reborn with a vengeance. Bigger. Badder. Better.
this is Harry Smith on the SNS Radio Network. All right, we're back right here on the SNS Radio Network. Of course, I am Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ All Caps XA, and um, right now joining me on the phone line, we still have the fucking foreign kid, Chris Kelly, from headlocks to headlines.com. But now we also have the man who is set to uh, talk some video gaming. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the program, the one, the only, the sensational sequel. Sean, what's going on? How's it going, guys? It's going, man. It's going. <laughs> yeah, I know that feeling. I just got home from work. Throat's a little sore, but uh, got some tea in there, drinking it down, and um, just trying to relax a little bit, prepare myself for the show tonight. So definitely can't wait to uh, hear what you guys have to say about some of these stories that I got tonight. But uh, it's definitely been an interesting night. Definitely uh, sounded like it was an interesting SmackDown also. It was pretty good, man, for a go-home show. I enjoyed it. I may have to uh, check it out when I get a chance because it's definitely been a little while since I've had a chance to see uh, SmackDown. But I do want to make a comment on uh, the list of PWI Top 50 Women. I mean, I'm glad to see that they're actually including a lot more indie names in this year, like Mischief at number 9, Sarah Del Rey at number 10. I saw Lefisto up here at number 19. And then a good friend of mine, Amber O'Neill, at number 44. Uh, it's glad to see that North Carolina was represented. Uh, Amber, uh, you'll probably be getting a phone call from me later. But uh, definitely great to hear and see some of these names on this list. Well, very cool. So what do you have in store for us for news and stuff tonight? Uh, there's a good amount of news stories that actually came out today um, from our from my, my news source over at Joystick.com. And I've got uh, one story that came out from game ramp but let's go ahead and jump into it uh the first news story that came out was something pretty major that has been been on a lot of people's minds about the playstation vita was is the ps vita vita going to be region free which means that basically there will be no region one region two region three you can basically just buy the vita from japan europe or america and play it in any of those countries along with any of the games yes it is region free. If you want to go buy the Divisa from Japan at $390 for the 3, 3G model or 325 for the Wi-Fi model, uh, this December 17th, you could. And you could also play every single game that comes out with it for over there and every single game that comes out in America. So if you're really into region, region gaming and you really want to pick up something region free this year, PS Vita is definitely the way to go. Very nice. Very nice. Definitely. I can't wait to see what uh, what they got coming out for Japan because I'm definitely looking at bringing up uh, what's what they got for uh, Japan this year because this is looking really good for the Vita. Uh, something else about Sony is their new terms of service are, <laughs> are aiming to prevent class action lawsuits as they are part of the mandatory PSN update. So basically, when you you accept the terms of service, you are basically saying you will not sue Sony. So, Curly, I'm, I'm interested to see what you guys say about that. Because that's pretty major news. Like, if your console blows up and you want to sue Sony, you can't sue them now. Well, like, if you... I mean, right, right now, if your PC blows up and, you're out, and you are out of... Um 
cover, you have to pay, what, £125? And that pisses me off. Uh, but I'm not going to go sue Sony. I mean, if you look deep, 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 deep into the terms of contracts, you can actually uh, get four years cover for free. But I, I, know, I know people are too happy, and I'm guessing Sony are just covering their asses because if like people just decide to be too happy and just sue, everyone, sue, sue, sue them non-stop, they'll lose time money. So I understand why I'm doing it from, from a business standpoint, but as a customer, it, it is what it is, I guess. It's definitely something to protect them, I guess, because uh, a lot of people were placing lawsuits down after the uh, the PSN uh, attacks earlier this year and then the Sony attacks themselves and all the attacks basically on everybody, it seems, and Sony's basically trying to cover themselves up, it seems. Because uh, it's definitely something big to add into your terms of service. You basically can't sue us. So, I mean, it's definitely uh, big to hear Sony doing something like that. Uh, news coming out of somewhere. It doesn't say where the source came from, but Batman has a new villain in Arkham City. That villain is Deadshot. Now, those who are asking who Deadshot is, he is a really minor villain he's not well known by a lot of people but I mean he's definitely in there he's a mercenary that comes out and just takes out uh, a lot of high known um, people and actually his entire purpose in Arkham City is basically this as part of a side mission Batman will track Deadshot as he systematically assassinates high profile people within Arkham City and then he goes after Batman himself Detective mode will be essential to finding and taking down Deadshot. You know, I actually get to play that game next week. I, I get to play Batman Arkham next week. Nice. Because, um, uh, I, I really want to hear what, what you guys say about that because I'm really. I love Batman and this is going to be one of my favorite uh, games probably this year. Well, I, I have about six hours at, um, to play games at, so. You know that I'm gonna go play on WWE 12 for about three, about three hours, but <laughs> there's a full list I put that I posted on the SNS page. And if you guys want me to play play my game and bring back some news, let me know and I'll bring that. I'll, I'll definitely go play it if the queue is not like three hours long. But yeah, I I'm definitely I'm definitely gonna go play WWE 12 and Battlefield 3 at least for sure. <laughs> I'm really curious to see what you guys say about uh, Arkham City because, like I said, this is going to be one of my favorite games to come out this year. Because I'm a huge Batman fan. I mean, I've got almost all of the movies. I've got the the serials that came out in the 40s and 50s and 60s. I mean, I'm, I'm a huge Batman fan, so it's really going to be interesting. Because, Don't eat them. They're probably bad. <laughs> um, because, basically, after this year, there will possibly be no more Arkham Asylum Arkham Cities because uh, Mark Hamill is actually retiring the Joker voice, uh, j retiring from doing the Joker voice himself, unless he's offered up another role in the Arkham trilogy, if we're, if we're going to call it that, um, by the guys, because he had basically retired last year, and they showed him the scripts for Arkham City, and he said, you know what, I've got to come back. So if they show him the script again, and he decides to come back, it would be amazing, but... Arkham City is looking to be the final in the Arkham Asylum, Arkham City uh, storyline. And you know what? Um, I hope, I hope that they give me a, a Batman mask when I go play that damn game. 
If not, I will be pissed. <laughs> I was just thinking to myself while you guys were talking about the whole Batman thing. Is anybody else like glad that Morgan Freeman is still a part of the Batman franchise? Oh yeah, I'm really glad he's back as Lucius Fox. If he wasn't, I wouldn't be as much wanting to see the movie, but I'd still see the movie no matter what. Big Morgan Freeman fan, and for those of you that, that were wondering why are you bringing that up, uh, there was a movie that Morgan Freeman did back in the 80s called, uh, oh, what was it? Uh, he played a principal, and I can't think of the fucking name of this movie for, for shits and giggles, but he played the principal of this inner city school, and there's a scene where he runs around with a baseball bat, and he goes, you can call me Batman. So I just think it's ironic that he's Lucius Fox in the Batman movies. It's That's foreshadowing. Pretty funny. It's foreshadowing. Yeah. He was destined. In the 80s? He was de- Yeah, it was like I think 87, 86. Uh Street Smart? No, it's not Street Smart. It, it's I want to say st- it's not Stand Lean by me. me. Lean on me. Thank you. Lean on me. Joe Clark. Stand and Deliver Shifty was Edward James Olmos. And that was about him teaching a bunch of inner city Latino kids. He played Joe Clark. Yes, thank you, franchise. Yeah, but there's there's a line in the movie that goes, You can call me Batman. There you go. Oh my. Useless trivia that you cannot use anywhere else. That's right. I only hear on unplugged. Um Going along with a few stories that I've read this past few days, uh, Portal, if you've never played Portal and you really want to try it out, you definitely need to try out Portal. It's definitely one of my more favorite games, science games that's a first-person shooter, but it's not really a shooter. Um, Portal is going to be free until September 20th through Steam, and you definitely need to go check it out. The reason... Excuse me. I am so sorry about that. Uh, the reason why it is free is because educators are actually using Portal to teach mathematics, science, engineering, and technology. And Valve is really amazed by this. So they've made it possible so that everyone can go try and play it. So, I mean, it's definitely a great game to go check out. Um, go play it. If you got Steam, definitely uh, you'll enjoy it. Uh, going back to Sony again, Toys R Us is offering a 320 gigabyte PS3 for only $249. That is $100 down from the, the 350 bucks. So it's definitely worth to go check that out if you really do want a PS3. And that was my phone. Gee, what, what do I do with the $1,500 I'm getting tomorrow? Do I pay bills or do I go buy a PS3? <laughs> Let me think about this for a second. I should probably go pay some bills. Then yeah, again, pay some bills. how many PS3s could I buy with fifteen hundred bucks cash? Um, I don't know. We'll talk about that. I'm later. not sure. We'll, 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 we'll do math later. Yeah. Something that I'm really interested to see what's going to come out of this, but Lucas Arts is hiring for a first-person shooter, aerial combat, and action adventure games. Can we say X-wing versus Tie Fighter making a comeback? Well, that is a supposed rumor going around right now, is that LucasArts is, has actually placed out a, uh, a job listing for open-world RPGs, a uh, level designer for a first-person shooter, a senior gameplay engineer for aerial combat game that has experience in space-based shooters, and a producer for action-adventure title. 
So we could see a bringing back of now the uh, the well, name. Well, the name. Hold on a second. X-Wing versus TIE Fighter was a good series, but please, God, please, George Lucas, please, Lucas Arts, do not have an obligatory scene in the game where Darth Vader goes, no, and then throws the Emperor off the fucking balcony. <laughs> I'm still pissed about that. How dare you, George Lucas, violate the DVD, the Blu-ray, and actually input James Earl Jones going, as he throws Emperor Palpatine over the railing to his demise in Return of the Jedi. You should be slapped with a fucking plastic lightsaber, you fat fuck. What the fuck were you thinking? Yes, you didn't know that? They changed it. That's new on the Blu-ray. When you watch Return of the Jedi on the Blu-ray, he now picks up Emperor Palpatine and goes, No! So gay. So gay. Not that there's anything wrong with that. If you like to suck a dick, that's your business. <laughs> we that's don't endorse that on a plug. Nothing wrong Watch with out. that. Here comes Glad, JJ. Once again, you pissed him off. Here comes Glad to come to SNS look, once again. Look, look, look. To take, a, to take a line from Shawn Michaels. Not that there's anything wrong with that. It's just something I'm saying this week. So, moving on. Oh, my. Um... This, there's also a rumor going around that we could see another Republic Commando game. Uh, if that's the case, I would love to see that. Uh, Republic Commando was a great game that came out on the uh, the PS2 and the Xbox. Definitely an enjoyable game. So definitely go check that. Don't go check it out because you can't really check out anything right now. But keep your ears open, keep your eyes open, see what they got. You could possibly see some uh, titles jumping up here and there. If you play Minecraft, like me, uh, this week was the update for 1.8, which actually brings in the adventure updates, which brings in new mobs, uh, a lot of new stuff. So 1.8, launched this week, it's a lot of fun. 1.8.5, or 1.85 should be releasing within the next few weeks, and then 1.9. 1.8.9.5, it sounds like that Ric Flair commercial from Beyond the Bell. Moving on. I have no idea what what you said for, for the last minute. I'm a nerd, right? And I don't play Minecraft. It's fucking boring as shit. Really? Because Minecraft, I stayed up till uh, about 2.30 last night playing Minecraft. And uh, I loved it. It was great. All you do is get blocks and build stuff. That's not the it's only a... thing you do. Okay, you get attacked by like little, like, little block creatures that can turn into zombies. No... There's a whole lot of stuff you can do. It, the whole game is basically a computer within a computer. Cool. You can actually run a. You can do a lot of different things with the redstone, with the uh, pulley system. Whatever. Anyway, let's get back to the news. We're on a limited time schedule, guys. Come on. Yeah. Um, Fallout New Vegas has been given a, a announced. Uh, Fallout New Vegas Lonesome Road DLC has been given a announced uh, release date. It'll be coming out on September 20th, two months after it was supposed to come out on the Xbox 360 and PS3 and the PC. So, September 20th, here it comes. Definitely looking forward to the last DLC we'll get of Fallout New Vegas. Until Skyrim comes out 11-11-11 this year. 
Uh, as we talked about earlier, Vita is launching in Japan on December 17th. Uh, prices around going around again are uh, that changed. Okay, there it is. Uh, 389.80 uh, United States dollars for the 3G equipped model, which is 29,980 yen, and then 324.80 US dollars for the Wi-Fi only model, which is 24,980 yen. So December 17th, if you really want it. You can buy it from Japan and still play United States games or Europe games at the same time. Uh, Pre-orders will be taken on October 15th. Uh, JJ, something I know you are probably going to slap somebody for, but definitely something I wish I had waited for. Red Dead Redemption Game of the Year is coming out. Well, uh, and it was absolutely the Game of the Year, and the, the latest DLC just came out for it. The free DLC just came out for it. Yeah. Um, this October, a Game of the Year edition will be released, which includes all DLC that has been released, plus the game itself, plus the Undead Redemption gameplay. Undead Nightmare. Undead Nightmare, thank you. I was trying to remember. There it is. Un Undead Nightmare DLC, the Legends and Killers pack, the Liars and Cheats pack, the Outlaws to the End co-op mission pack, the previously PS3 only Solomon's Folly Gang Hideout and the recently released Myths and Mavericks bonus pack. So October, if you want to join me and JJ on the Xbox 360 playing some Red Dead Redemption, go buy this. Let's have some fun. Now, let me just put it this way. The only thing missing from this particular game, the Game of the Year edition, is a fucking Colt 45. And I'm, I'm talking like a classic Western Colt. I mean, that's the only thing missing from this package. You've got it all. Pick it up, damn it. Play the game. If you've never played Red Dead Redemption, you people really haven't lived. Yeah. True story. It's a great game. So, uh, so what else you got, news man? I have, what's up? What else you got? That's it? I got one more piece, and this is something that I'm, I've been laughing about all week. Um, PlayStation Move peripherals have been knocked down 50%. While supplies last at GameStop and other gaming locations, um, basically you can go buy all peripherals like the shoots, the little gun they have for like ten bucks. Um, you can buy some, you can buy almost all the move games themselves for ten bucks. So I mean, I guess the move is just not selling. So, that's yeah, all I've gee, done. who knew? <laughs> um. We HD, really. I mean, who really thought this was going to work? It literally is a complete and utter ripoff of the Wii. In every shape, form, and fashion. Apart from we have, we now have glowing, glowing lights in them. The glowing lights make it different, JJ. It's a different design because they have glowing lights in them. Oh, wow. But it's the same fucking... I mean, seriously. It's literally... It it's it's shocking. It's It's shameful that Sony would just blatantly rip them off like that. But, you know... Then again, Sony's done that in the past. I mean, the PlayStation was originally supposed to be a Nintendo peripheral. Mm -hmm. So well, Sony has a habit. Not to go with the C CD drive, and they kind of lost out. Yeah, I mean, really. So Nintendo's been shafted by Sony several times. That trend's not going to quit. Nope. Um, games that come up this week, if you really want to know, are uh, Gears of War 3 drops on Tuesday. Uh, yeah, I wonder, what, I wonder what I wonder what Charles Shane's going to be doing on Tuesday. That's why we're not doing a cause cast on Tuesday, huh? 
Gee, <laughs> that makes total, total sense. He's going to be playing Gears of War. You're literally going to have to, like, surgically cut him away from the Xbox 360 for the next couple of weeks because he will be uh, knee-deep in multiplayer Gears of War 3. Well, I know that on 10-4, October 4th, uh, Rage comes out, and I will be sitting next to sitting at my console playing that because Rage is looking pretty darn good right now. Yeah, we're just a couple of months away from the release of WWE 12. I'm really looking forward to that game. Which, by the way, JJ, I don't know if you read this week. This was something I should have included, but they have announced which copy is going to be released in collector's edition format. And, of course, the universe does have a voice because the People's Edition won by a marginal landslide almost. Uh, the Rock will be consider- will be on the fronts of the collector's edition, but as far as I have found, there is no news on what will be inside. More than likely, a couple rock outfits, you know, probably a team bring it t-shirt, uh, probably an older version of the rock from the game, including his current version. I mean, who knows at this point? It's speculation on my part. I don't really know, but I mean, that's what I would think. But hey, the bottom line, you had the champ edition or the people's edition. Come on. The people chose wisely, just like that old knight in Indiana Jones in the Last Crusade. You have chosen wisely. You made the right choice, people. Yep, so that's all I've got, other than the fact that uh, also in about three weeks drops your favorite game in the world, JJ, Hulk Hogan's main event for the Kinect. Well, you know something, brother dude? The Hulkster's going to get you on the Kinect, and we're going to play a crappy game. Brother. Yeah, no kidding. Brother. Brother, 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 brother. So that's all I've got. Awesome. Well, I tell you what, with that, let's go ahead and jump into some phone calls before we wrap things up. We're going to be wrapping things up in about, uh, you know, the next 15, 20 minutes. So, guys, uh, if you do have something that you want to talk about on Unplug, now is the time to call in. Sorry it's an abbreviated show tonight, but i got things going on. So with that being said, the number to call, 501-588-7957. If you're in the chat and you'd like to call toll-free, there is a Google Me widget. Google Voice will connect you for free. Just type in your name, your number, and follow the instructions, and you will receive a phone call from Google, and they will place you directly to the SNS line. And also, if you're on Skype, look us up on SNS Radio Network. So, that being said, Hello, the phone this lines. Is Skynet. Skynet, yes. With that being said, the phone lines are now open. By the way, if you're involved in the SNS Picks competition, Team Picks, please get your picks into me before the pay-per-view WWE Night of Champions, which is this Sunday. Night uh, of Champions. I am El Patron. Place to get it in, uh, either through the SNS Facebook page, the Picks Facebook, Facebook page, or ppvunplugs at yahoo.com. I also want to throw a shout-out to Bronx, who did a great job with the PWR logo for us this week. He replaced it, and if you haven't seen it, go to snsradionetwork.com and take a look at that picture that he did. The sad thing is Andy Knowles will never be the same. (laughs) No, he won't. Neither will the Pro Wrestling Rewind. But with that being said, guys, let's go to the phone lines. Welcome to Unplugged. Who's this? Let's turn that off. It's Bronx, JJ. What's up? What a segue, man. He's giving you props, (laughs) and here you are on the phone line. So what's going on, Bronx? 
Well, I met, you know, Matt Hardy the other day. He almost hit me with his car, and to, to apologize, he made me a motherfucking superstar. So, there you go. Really? So, what does being a motherfucking superstar entail? Uh, it entails me going to court a lot. Oh, okay. That's all I can say. Okay. So, instead <laughs> of making liar, money, like you're actually money. spending money, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've hired a defense attorney, and, uh, you know, I'm due back next week, so. You know, nothing says, hey, I finally made it, more than, you know, <laughs> paying fucking legal fees and going to jail. Yeah, you know, I read this whole thing about Hogan and Bischoff, want, you know, that they're probably getting ready to leave. Two questions real quick. First of all, I mean, is Bischoff, uh, Bischoff and Hogan attached by some type of invisible fucking tether? And secondly, you know, I mean... Hogan's leaving, well, he can't wrestle. I mean, what else can he do? You know, all he's been doing for the last year has been, you know, a backstage role, and and he physically can't wrestle. And this is, again, again, TNA putting, you know, the horse before the goddamn carriage, saying, we're all, we're going to have Hogan and Sting, not that I... No one gave a damn about that match anyway, but you announced that match... Knowing Hogan's contract is expiring in October, and unless this is some type of complicated work, again, they've made an announcement that they can't deliver on. Who knew? I did. You did? I said it on Facebook, man. Motherfucker, you called it a year ago. Nostradamus. I know, I know Trey likes that title, but Trey doesn't have the track record I do. I'm sorry. Love him to death. He's my partner, but he doesn't have the track record JJ Sexay does. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, uh, you called that shit on Wrestling News Live. I, I don't know. You know, it was a while ago you said when, you know, Hogan and Bischoff's contracts were up, they were gone. And now, sure enough, there you go. I mean, I mean, what's going to be up with the world next year? Is it going to end or what? Let us know, man. You know. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll keep you updated. I okay, have to have cool. one of my visions, you know, for that to happen. Hulk Hogan will drop one last leg drop and the world will implode. Well, actually, if he drops one more leg drop, he will implode. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> that ain't right, man. <laughs> well, hey, you know, that's what happens when you're brittle boned. You know, I just remember back in 2005 when he was being inducted in the Hall of Fame, you know, and there were guys like Orndorff, and, you know, he was sitting there, and they, they had, like, the Hogan Knows Best stuff where he's like, yeah, I went to the Hall of Fame, and I got inducted. And, you know, all these guys, I'm in better shape than all of them. Well, you know, see, when you talk shit, Bad things happen. It's called karma, bitch. Couldn't have happened to a nicer guy. Just say it. I can't stand that fucking washed-up douchebag. Moving on. This rant brought to you by JJ Sexy at WSNS.com. And I quote. So what else is on your mind, Bronx? Anything else before I let you go? You better watch it, dude. Hogan's hard up for money, man. He may come after you with a lawsuit, you know. Well, you don't know, man. You know what? You have to be able to prove that it's slanderous or that I'm liable for it. And he doesn't deliver on anything that he gets involved with. Um, TNA's <laughs> become a joke. Um, so, really, I mean, I haven't said anything that's really not true. So, I mean, he could try to sue me all he wants. But in the end, first of all, I got nothing to give him. And second of all, I'm pretty accurate on my description of Hulk Hogan, so I really could care less. But, hey, if he and Bischoff would like to ambush me and, you know, send a legal letter, then, hey, what the hell? 
Like I said, well, I've wait, done nothing. Well, wrong. actually, one one last thing, real quick. I mean, you know, you know, obviously, I was only kidding, but I mean, now if Hogan and Bischoff leave, who do you see? Do you see Dixie Carter stepping back in as a you know as an authoritative role on TNA, or do you see them going out and trying to get somebody else? I mean, this leaves a huge fucking void in their storylines. What do you see them doing? Dixie Carter will come back in and try to band-aid it. You know, that, that's what's going to happen. I, I know for a fact that Dixie Carter is going to be a Bound for Glory. So, Well, it's her company. She should be there. You know? Yeah, but I'm, I know that she should be there on TV. So take well, that, for, take she, that for what you will. She has to be. Hogan's leaving, man. She has to be. Somebody's got to be running the company. What would yep. be a great idea, and this is just my opinion... Is if a bound for glory, Hogan and uh, Bischoff say they're leaving, and right behind them, as soon as they walk out, out walks Paul Heyman, and says, Guess "Not what? gonna happen. Not gonna I happen. Not gonna happen." I was thinking that Sean just freaking beat me to it. I was thinking that Heyman watch 2012. I'm telling you now, Paul Heyman. There's no fucking way in hell Paul Heyman's going to <laughs> TNA. I mean, I don't think Paul Heyman could do anything to bail that company out of all the shit that it's in. To me, that company is dead. It's not getting any better. You know, th- really, there's nothing they can do other than reset. Close down and maybe start up a new company with different people in management. That company is just going down the tubes quick. Well, here's here's one thing they could do. Quickly, Triple H, Triple H and Stephanie have about 15 kids, and I'm sure one of them is over the age of five now. So maybe, you know, maybe uh, Hunter Help, Hunter Help, ooh, I can't talk. Hunter Hertz, Helmsley, McMahon Jr. comes in and takes over TNA. Yeah. You know, six-year-old. He, it could be done. He can't do any worse than Russo. Well, he's got to have some male children before that can happen. Every one of his kids is a girl? Yes. <laughs> wow, Triple H, way to rock that Y chromosome, brother. But anyway... But, you know, look, you guys look, later. My, my final word on the whole Hogan, you know, who's going to take over that position. You know what? If I had my druthers, here's the scenario that I would I would pitch out there. It could happen. Maybe it won't. But at the end of the day, at Bound for Glory with the departure of Hulk Hogan and Eric Bischoff, the only thing that to me would do anything good for this company is if Shane McMahon shows up and announces that he's purchased TNA Wrestling and he's not going to merge it with the WWE. And he's going to make a go with financial backing and his people to make that company the number one promotion in the world. With that kind of promotion and with that kind of a guy that's got a good mind for the business, maybe TNA has a chance. I know people have laughed at me when I've said that in the past. That is the only hope in hell TNA has to be a viable contender to any other wrestling promotion or really to be successful is to have a member of the McMahon family, specifically Shane McMahon, come in and do something. Not going to happen, but if there was ever a booking scenario, that's the one you would want. Well, you know Shane McMahon's butthurt over, you know, the way Vince has been treating him and, you know, basically adopting Triple H as his son. But I'm going to go, JJ. I know you're in a hurry, brother. Take care, man, and uh, I'll talk to you later. All right, man. Thanks for the call, Bronx. Later. Bye. All right, let's go back to the phone lines. Welcome to Unplugged. Who's this? Uh, this is Anthony. What's on your mind, dude? Um, first off, at least um, with the Hogan-Sting match apparently being not happening at the pay-per-view, we don't have to go with the alternative that you mentioned for the rewind. 
And what was that? Just refresh my memory. You'd rather watch an abortion with a co- using a coat hanger than watch another Hogan Sting match. Yes, and not the clinical version. The actual, like, do-it-yourself-at-home kind of thing with a hanger. Oh, my. <laughs> abortion but, averted. Thank you, TNA. Well, TNA and abortion, that's basically the same thing. So, eh. It's another word for it, yes. So also, next time, piece next time piece you, you knock shit, somebody up no. and they want to get an abortion, you walk into the clinic, say, "Give me the TNA," and they'll know exactly what you're talking about. That's right. But knowing TNA, they might do something weird, something like, "Oh, Sting, you're gonna wrestle, you're gonna go against Jeff Hardy because he wants to redeem himself for what happened at the last time you guys fought." Yeah, Jeff Hardy. How many chances are you gonna give this kid, huh? Seriously, he's got more than he needed. You know, I mean, just, you can only, you know what, you give somebody a rope and you let them hang themselves. And so far, this guy's hung himself so many times, he literally should be just like his brother, officially dead. His brother's so fucked up, man. We don't, you don't even, even play Mario Kart. Freaking see how he drives. <laughs> Crazy ass bastard. Uh, somebody was talking about in the chat room earlier that uh, Matt Hardy should be a playable character in Grand Theft Auto. Okay, that'd be awesome. And have and have Kurt Angle as a DC DLC character saying, "I got hacked! I got hacked!" Actually, no. I want to see the DLC for. Uh, I want him to do another DLC pack for Grand Theft Auto Four, where you actually go to one of the bars to drink as as Nico, and in the game itself, Kurt Angle and Matt Hardy are sitting there drinking at the bar. Oh God! That'd be awesome. That's great promotion for TNA right there. So what else is on your mind, man? No, that was pretty much it, saying that this pay-per-view coming up, uh, Night of Champions, has promised, but I think if they're not going to have Mark Henry win the belt, they got to have like him get win by DQ because Orton just starts beating him with the chair so they can have a rematch at Hell in a Cell. Because isn't Hell in a Cell like, shortly after this pay-per-view coming up? Um, I, I think it is, yeah. I, I just, you know what, uh, it makes more sense, really, when you think about it, to put the belt on Mark Henry, uh, say next month he gets he gives Randy Orton a rematch in the in the cage, you know, and finds some way to squeak out, you know, and then Randy Orton moves on to, to bigger and well, I would say bigger and better things, but really there's nothing bigger than the world title there. But you move him into a feud with somebody else, and you move Henry into a feud with either Big Show or Kane, or have him against Sheamus, then um, have the Sheamus Christian thing in at the Hell in the Cell pay-per-view, and then have Christian say, I want to get a towel shot. He's going to do anything he can. Then go after um, Brian, uh, Daniel Bryan for his um, case. Says, I want that case. I want it. Give it to me. True. So we'll, we'll see what happens with it. But, uh, Anthony, thanks for the call, brother. No problem. Bye. All right, let's go back to the phone lines. Welcome to Unplugged. Who's this? JJ, what's up, man? It's Mike. Mike, what the fuck is going on tonight, dude? Well, it's a Friday night, so I'm I'm happy the weekend coming up. So you know, it's, I'm feeling relatively good. I hear that, man. I, you know, I mean, people were asking me what the future of this show is going to be if SmackDown goes to Tuesday night. Well, it's gonna, it's going to go to Tuesday night because oh, I'm still crap. covering well, SmackDown. I mean, really, think about it. You know, that frees you guys up to go do something on Friday night. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. Definitely does. But you know, uh, on the on the TNA thing, I was listening to an interview with uh, Jeff Jarrett's father. I can't think of his name. Uh, 
what's his father's name? Oh, Jerry uh, Jarrett. Yeah, Jerry Jarrett. And he was like, uh, you have a lot of people interested in person in TNA. He was like, he had some, like, groups that was going to buy the company. But it's like every time when a group approaches uh, uh, the buyers, uh, they're like, well, if you have these uh, power players who want to buy the company, it must still be something worth it, and they won't sell it. But the thing is, they have to see is, the callers have to see, you're running a wrestling company, you don't know what the hell you're doing. Yes, it's worth money if you get somebody who knows what they're doing. So basically, I'm saying again, they're not, when people are like, we want to buy the company, they're like, okay, it's worth money, we're not going to sell. But they have to just put their egos down and say, we don't know what the hell we're doing. It's like I said before, in order to run a wrestling company, you have to have a passion for the business. You have to be a fan. You have to love it. You just can't go into it because it's a good business investment like the Carters did. You have to have a passion for the business. You have to breathe, sleep, and eat the business like, let's say, you know, the McMahons do. That's what you have to do in order to run a wrestling company. And the Carters, they don't have that passion for it. To them, it's just a business venture. They don't have a love for the business. What you think? I would agree. I mean, I look, I don't think they know what they're doing. Vince Russo, I mean, the fact this guy's still on the roster and still booking the, the company, I mean, you know, again, he must have pictures of somebody doing something, uh, you know, as Andy Knowles would say, pleasuring the anatomy of somebody in TNA. I don't know. Uh, I, I just I, I don't understand it personally. I, I really feel like, you know, they're treading water. You think that they're going to get a you know a momentum boost, and they did initially with Hogan, and then as quickly as it came in, you know it it, it went away. The momentum was gone because again they they kept with Russo as the booker. If they would have gotten anybody like a Kevin Sullivan or you know anybody who helped book WCW, you know before Russo took over and, and completely destroyed that company, um, they'd be in much better you know better off. But that didn't happen and. Again, I think a guy like Shane McMahon or, you know, someone who knows what they're doing needs to get a hold of this product. But at this point, I don't even know if it's savable with them. I mean, it's just, to me, it's a lost cause. I mean, actually, they could have had Paul Heyman, but his uh, terms of deal was, I have total control. Stay away from me. I do not need so-and-so this. I must have total control of everything. And the callers, they won't agree to it. Well, but at the same time, I mean, you know, with Paul Heyman, he did have some success, but he was also, uh, you know, he was successful, but he was also a failure at the same time. I know that's kind of a, uh, you know, an oxymoron. Well, it's like, you well, know, you know how, on, on the financial part, you know, as far as the wrestling entertainment, he was good, but as far as this, you know, financial, you know, promoting the company, making good business deals, that's yeah. why he kind of, you know. Yeah, you, you can't give him a checkbook, that's for sure, but... Uh, no, I hear you, man. Anything else before I let you go? Okay, uh, and uh, okay, on the video games, do y'all ever talk sports, man, NBA, two K, UFC, fight night, baseball? I mean, for old, I mean, I'm in the sports games every week. It's sci-fi. I ain't heard you talk. You know, come on. Oh, I play football games. You have sports. <laughs> you do have Every sports now and then, when uh. Every now and then, I'll bring up something, but a lot of the times, I don't like Madden, in all honesty. I like NCAA football. I love NCAA football, but Madden just seems the same. 
every year. I don't know what it is about it, but it just seems the same. And NCAA, to me, just seems to change it up every year. And every now and then I'll bring it up and, and talk about it, but I just don't find the conversation interesting, and there's no really big news about it that comes out that much anymore about it until it's released. Now, see, initially my plan with that was I was going to let Trey handle that when he did the doghouse. Because he he's the big football baseball guy, right? So yeah. you know, and and that was that would be his contribution. But see, I don't I don't play it. I mean, I I don't play Madden. I don't play baseball. You know, I play shooters. I play wrestling games. You know, I I play you know shit like that. I don't. I, you know, I just I don't play sports games. I mean, you never played the UFC. I have played UFC. Man, yes. Come on. Come. You can't tell me you don't love that UFC game. It's so man. It it is a good game. I I do like the UFC game. I mean, so you know, just, just, just come on. I guarantee, like, 7% of y'all are diehard sports video game junkies also. So, you know, just, just think about the think about the sports every now and then. You know what? I'll, I'll talk to Trey about coming on and doing the sports games for us. <laughs> All right, man. Y'all have a good weekend, man. All right, Mike. Take, take it easy, brother. All right. Yeah. All right, let's take our final call of the night. Welcome to Unplugged. Who's this? Hey, yo, guys, it's L-Train. L-Train, what's on your mind, dude? Hey, man, I got uh, uh, one or uh, two quick things to say, one wrestling, one gaming. Uh, sorry if it comes out a little hard. I had a little problem with my voice today. Um, the wrestling thing uh, actually has to do with something that my buddy uh, Anwar Dixon or Firestarter, if you guys talked to him on Coscast before, um, it was something that he brought up a few weeks ago that was a little bit of a joke, but I'm actually wondering how it would turn out. Uh JJ, as far as Miz and uh, the Truth and Truth uh, tag team goes, um, something that he brought up uh, was a little bit funny. Do you think this could possibly be viewed as sort of a heel version of Goldust and Booker T from back in the day? You know, I, I take them a little more seriously than Booker and Goldust. I mean, that was that was meant for comedic gold. And why Miz? You know, and while Miz and uh, and Truth are kind of funny together. In that whole conspiracy gimmick, I, I don't know. I, I don't consider them really the, the same entity. I mean, they're, they're completely different, but I see where you're going with that. Uh, is it meant to be slapstick comedy? Maybe. I think it's meant to keep both Truth and Miz on that mid-card level, you know, where they're important enough to possibly even hold those tag team belts, you know, before they move on to bigger and better things. I think, really, that's, that's their place. That's why they take mid-card guys and put them together in a tag team and put the belts on them. You know, they did it with Miz and Show. They did it with Jericho and Show. Um, it's just a way to keep them relevant while they're doing it. But, yeah, I see where you're going with that. Just something that came to mind. I'm sorry to jump in here. Um, I started thinking oh, about it. The, uh, the the Rock and Cena teaming up, possibly in a five-on-five match at Survivor Series, a good team to add to the other team would be um, Miz and truth, because Miz has been talking trash against Cena and Rock the entire time. Why not put them on the other team and let them finally go at it? Well, that was an option that I had I had seen uh, um, somebody bringing up, but I also heard a lot of people uh, kind of shitting on that idea because it, they were thinking like you know you would have two of the big names like Cena and Rock, and people are kind of frowning on the idea because then you'd have them going against mid card guys at the moment like Miz and Truth. I still see Miz as a top-tier main event type person. And Truth is climbing that quickly also because Truth has done a great job this past year 
with everything from his hill gimmick to the conspiracy gimmick angle that he's doing right now. He's done a great job, and I see both of them not as mid-card, but as the high level right right below main event. So I really think that it will be a great position to put both of them in, and then to have, at the end, to have Cena and Rock as the last two on their team, and Miz and Truth as the last two on their team, and then the Rock turns on Cena and gives Miz the pin. I mean, that would be a really good angle to go with, because basically, the Miz was just allowed a pin by the Rock, who he's been trash-talking the entire year. So, why not give it to him? That's possible. I could see that. Uh, and yeah, I do agree a bit, JJ, with uh, what you're saying about uh, uh, Miz and Truth. I mean, I doubt we're going to be seeing Miz throwing on a little bit of, you know, the whole gold dust, awesome, hawking <laughs> thing, but I've been, I've been digging what the heck Truth's been doing. I'm still busting up over that epiphany line from two weeks ago. That was just funny shit. True that. Um, uh, as far as uh, the gaming thing goes, uh, this was something I talked about with Sean a little bit uh, yesterday. Um, it has to do with uh, uh, the closing of Team Bondi, which is the guys who developed L.A. Noir. Um, uh, Sean, I want to get your opinion on this. Uh, J.J. Crowley, uh, if you guys uh, got any ideas about this, uh, jump in. Um, it's sort of to do with the fact that you know they had to close, basically, because they had, um, I guess, run up a lot of debts and stuff, which I think is has to do with all the money they had put into developing L.A. Noir, all the technology behind that. Um, even though I don't think it's something that a lot of you know average uh, gamers think about, what's your guys' opinion about uh, games that have like you know a, a really ballooned up budget and has a lot of money put into these titles? You know, like, like we hear like Uncharted Three may have cost like anywhere like from eighty million dollars to produce the whole Star Wars, the Old Republic game, maybe even having like shoot close to half a billion dollars going into it or whatever. Uh, what's your guys' opinion about that? Well, the whole thing about like the financial side of gaming is because I, I, I know I'm doing a gaming course at college, so I know about this. That they hope that that the money that they spend on like stuff like development, they get back. And if a game undersells, or some, sometimes it might be that like that, like a game company like GameStop under like undersells it for an underprice, they have a projected budget, and if they don't um, get back the sale figures that, that they were expecting, that then will bugger them up because they're, they'll be losing money. And any game that loses money hurts the company, and then if the company's hurt, that affects the shareholders, and then the shareholders get upset, they sell their shares, the shares go, 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 go down in money, so then that could lead to a company crumbling just because a game was, was, was undersold for little, little money. So it, every, game, every, every game that is, is produced is a risk because you're never guaranteed to get back the money that you put in. So sponsors, developers, and that lot, it's a risk for them to, to put money into a game. I do want to say something else right quick, and I know JJ has to leave, but um, something big that does that did come out of this was that Team Bondi did place a lawsuit against Rockstar because Rockstar did not pay them for a lot of their stuff they did. They didn't even credit them in the credits for a lot of the, a lot of the people. Um, Rockstar basically screwed over Team Bondi on L.A. Noir, and they should have helped out with a lot of the stuff, but they didn't. That's basically one one of the problems that Team Bondi had with the fact that they had to close with Rockstar screwed them over. Damn, I thought I thought Rockstar bought Team Bondi at one point. They did. They they owned Team Bondi and then basically put them to slave labor 
to get stuff done and then basically put put them to the side and didn't care about them anymore. They, it's it's one of those things companies bring in all these other people and then just don't care anymore. Hmm. Well, I hope that answers the question, L Train. Yeah, it does, man, and uh, that's all I had, so I'm going to get out of here. Uh, great show tonight, and I'll speak to you guys later. All right, man, take it easy, brother. All right, peace. All right, with that being said, guys, we are getting ready to wrap things up on the program, and I do have a special song of the night that uh, that's, you know, kind of dedicated to uh, to Hulk Hogan. <laughs> so uh, with that being said, let me go ahead and hit that background music, and we'll get everything obligatory. Uh, things I do want to kind of point out, we are going to, uh, you know, as far as the rest of the week is concerned here on the network, we just have the weekend left. Uh, tomorrow night or early Sunday, we'll have the archive for What Would Fans Do? Of course, with Nim, El Diablo Ramirez, and of course, Randy McWilliams. Also, look out for another episode of the Elite Force podcast with Walkie and Mindwipe on Sunday. And as far as live shows are concerned, we will be bringing back a Sunday night showdown uh, this month on Sunday to cover WWE's Night of Champions. And it will consist of myself, Harmony Boom Boom Sexy, the Trey Dog, and of course the omnipotent Mark the Shark DiCarlo. Uh, we'll be back this Monday night for another episode of Wrestling News Live. Sorry that we uh, missed Monday night's episode. I was trying to hang in there and put on a show, but uh, I got sicker as the day went on. And by the time the show was ready to start on Monday, I just I wasn't feeling it. So. The voice was gone, and Trey and I made the decision to go ahead and uh, scrap it for this week. But we'll be back next week to uh, talk to you guys. And I think confirmed for the for Wrestling News Live on Monday is none other than, uh, and this is courtesy of Mark the Shark DiCarlo, I think we're going to have Mauro Ranallo on the show. So that should be interesting. That's going to do it for the broadcast week here on the SNS Radio Network. And, uh, you know, guys, you got anything to say before we cut out of here? Um, I'll jump on it first, Crowley. Uh, don't forget to get your picks in to me before Sunday. Once again, there's three different ways to get them in. The Facebook SNS page, the, uh, the picks Facebook page, or PPV unplugged at yahoo.com. Um, get them in. Definitely can't wait to see what people choose. Can't wait for Sunday to hear what you guys got to say. And as usual, there's only one last thing I have to say before we jump out of here. U4L, unplugged life. As for me, nothing much. I'm going to the Teenage UK party in two weeks' time to get drunk with Magnus and Mickey James for the win. Well, there you go. Well, that's going to do it. For us here on Unplugged, and I just want to say thank you for everyone who tuned in to uh, to my epic return. It's been a few weeks since I've been on my own show, so it's nice to be back home, you know, where I pretty much turn the lights off and shut everything down. And with that being said, guys, I've got a very special song for Hulk Hogan and TNA. I'm JJ Sexay, and well, you've just been unplugged. We'll see you next week. Good night, everybody. No. <laughs> no, not yet. It's a good thing there's editing for this, right? All right, guys, here's the song of the night. Talk to you later. Take this job and shove it. 
Now she's getting banged by a 19-year-old. Take this job and shove it. I ain't working here no more. Unplugged to life. I've been working in this factory for now 15 years. For Hogan, it's been like two. time I watched my woman drowning in a pool of tears. I've seen a lot of good folk die Had a lot of bills to pay I'd give the shirt right off of my back If I had the guts to say He usually just tears it off from the front, though Take this job and shove it I ain't working here no more The whole done laps I took all the job. I was working You better not Brother. try Adios. Take this job and shove it. I ain't working here no more. Expect a Twitter video where he's wiping his ass. Well, That's the remnants of TNA. He's a really dog. Line boss, he's a fool. Got a brand new flat top haircut. Lord thinks he's cool. One of these days I'm going to roll my top. And that sucker, he's going to pay. Lord, I can't wait to see their faces when I get the nerve to say, Take this job and shove it. Brother. I ain't working here no more. A woman done left and took all the reason I was working for. She's making a 19-year-old. You better not try to stand in my way as I'm walking out the door. You're going to use a walker, though. Take this job and shove it. Brother. Take this job and shove Brother. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. You're cool. And fuck you, I'm out. <laughs>